Hey there folks and welcome back to the Coffee Shop Best Bits podcast. This is a podcast of the very best bits of a radio show I do with my good friend Dan over on 3 at 2 Radio every Friday 7 until 10pm whatever the UK time currently is. GMT, BST, who really knows? I certainly don't. Uh, this week we had some absolutely fantastic things. We went through a very big promotion push for new music. Uh, we got a whole lot of new music from all over the world, uh, which we're very thankful for. Uh, so if you are one of those people that submitted it, thank you massively from the bottom of all our hearts. Uh, we had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Ian from Wiz for Atoms, who after 35 years are back together and making new music. Uh, Dan found his new life purpose. And um, we talk about goats. Yep, going all the way back to the very first show. Uh, talk about goats again. So, hope you enjoy listening to this. Uh, if you can catch the live show, it's again uh, 7 to 10 pm every Friday on 382 Radio. You can find that at 382radio.online. And we hope you enjoy. I think now will be the best time than any um, to go through what is. Our song of the month, our song of the month from March, the month just gone. Our sort of detailings for what we are classifying as song of the month, um, completely up to our opinion, of course. Uh, the sort of classifying is the song is uh, not generally not commercially released, um, or if it is, it's on uh, sort of very low sort of listing figures. Um, sort of classifying more as indie music as it is commercially available. Uh, it won't be a song that hasn't been released yet, and we will have played it last month. It may have came out earlier, but we will have played it last month. Yeah. Uh, so that, for example, excludes songs uh, such as Danny Mac's new song, Maybe Nothing. Uh, that doesn't come out till later this month. So that won't, even though we played it last month, it won't be included until this month. Um, and just because I'm going to be awkward, touch with love, even though we played it a few weeks ago when we first got it, won't be included because we did the main section with them this month. Um, so excluding that, I think we had about 30 odd songs. Something like that, yeah. It was a, it was a decent chunk on a Word document you sent me. Yeah. We had, we had a good amount of music to pick from, didn't we? Yes. Um, so, Dan, why don't you start going through what some of your uh, favourite songs were? Go for maybe third and second place, and then we'll hold up for first place third for a second. Third and second place? Yeah. Probably will be uh, Reasons by Parker Lee. And I Miss the Dog More by Delfina. With Delfino? Yeah, uh, Delfino is a band. Yes, uh, yep. got the right one there. Yep. How about you, Harry? See, it's hard for me because I'm still not 100% sure um, on what my top song is. Um, mm. Am I excluded enough now? I'm kind of making the rules up as I go along, so I don't have to make a difficult decision yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, got a, I was a I've big, got a few. I was a big fan of Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Honolulu Strambikini. 
I was going to send that one to you because I was going to see if you could say it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a big fan of that cover um, of it. Yeah. Uh, so that that would be up there. Um, I'm trying to think. Are we excluding covers though? No. No. Okay. No mind. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that would definitely be up there. Uh, after that, I'm trying to think what else. They're all really good music. That's why I'm struggling so much. I know what's top spot. I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I I have a few that are joint with the two that I've just said. Um, it's just those two stood out for me when I was like I read the titles, I couldn't and could hear the song. Yeah, essentially. Um, I I would probably have to say after those. I quite. Hmm, I don't know. I quite like Old But Still Handsome by Flother Muckers. Mm. But I did also quite like Roller Disco by Modesty Blades. That was that was one I wrote down on my shortlist and took it off about half hour before the show. Yeah. Um I did like I did also like Another Dream by Restless Youth though. Mm. So it's all quite tight at the top for me. Um but that number top spot then. Top spot for you. Uh, uh, another dream by Restless Youth. Oh, okay. And any reason behind? Give give your full top of the pops rundown for it. Why is that your I top d- spot? I just like the energy. The energy the vibe. The vibe. I don't. You know when you listen to a, a song and you're like, yeah, all right, I can sit down to this one. I don't need to be like off my head. If that makes sense. Well, I, I mean, on on this program, we don't promote being off your head. Um, generally, like you to be on your head because then you can listen on to the show. No, you know, you know, what? It, it just the energy it gave off. Yeah, it it was quite a. I don't know how it used spoken words, which you don't get in many songs. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of another song. I'm fit, but you know it by the streets. Um, mm. I guess sort of stand that one that almost uses spoken words. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it gave me. It was a bit. Uh, oh, what's it? They were on a FIFA a few a few years back. Is it? Uh, uh, let me let me get the. It reminded me of this. I don't want to call them a band because they're not quite a band. I wouldn't call them a band. Uh, this is what goes on in. Is it? Is it, it? It reminds me of everyone you know, them. A bit. A duo, I suppose you'd call them. I don't know why I said band. Yeah, I'm just frantically Googling them so I actually know who you mean. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know the one you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, yeah, it was great speaking to them as well. Because um, they're all, I think they're all about our age as well. I think they're all either first or second year uni. Students. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, great speaking to them uh, when we did the interview for them. Um, that didn't top my list though. Hmm. What was top of your list, Harry? Mine was what's your name, homesick holiday. That's on my short list. That was joint. That was maybe fourth. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. The punk. It's the punk rock. I, I love a bit of punk rock. Um, 
and that's been sat in my playlist. Um, ever since, I think the only song that's been sat in my playlist longer uh, than that one was uh, Good Year by Dead Menace, which played on, mm. uh, when would it have been? Probably mid-February. Mm. Uh, and actually, uh, Danny Mac's new single is sat in my playlist at the minute. Um, yeah. Person, What's Your Problem? I'm saying person, oh, so okay. I can't say. Uh, the Female Dog, What's Your Problem? Uh, that's his oh. new single. <laughs> uh, out now, available on everything. Uh, he's got more music coming out, Danny. Uh, Maybe Nothing's out the 17th, played it last week. Uh, that's striving for top spot of mine for this month so far. Uh, mm. we're, we're only one show in. At the minute, it's driving between Maybe Nothing and um, Touch With Love already. And today we're joined by Ian from Wiz for Atoms. How are you today, Ian? All good, thanks, Harry. It looks like we're going to have a good couple of days of weather, so I'm uh, buzzing for it. I'll keep my fingers crossed for that, definitely. So we'll get straight into it. When did you start making music? Well, I started in the mid-70s. Um, so I, I started playing the guitar. I'd, I'd loved music group around music you know always there was always music on the record player or something like that going on in the house and the radio so i always loved music and um i just picked a guitar up i got a guitar and uh i think for either a birthday or christmas and just started trying to learn how to play it myself so the mid 70s really where's for atoms where did all of you meet when it first started well, we started um, really early. I was about 17 in the, in the late 70s. And we met, um, a couple of us met, me and the uh, drummer called James met first. Um, and uh, he sort of said he could play drums, but he couldn't. But he quickly bought a <laughs> drum kit. And it was, you know, it was punk time, so yeah. no one really worried. Um, and I said I played guitar, which wasn't a lie, and I'd started to write a few songs. Um, and we met in um, art school in Burton-on-Trent. That's where we were both going to art college in Burton-on-Trent, and we started okay. there. Um, another guy called Daryl came along, and he could play guitar a bit as well. And uh, so we started, and things started to develop there, really. Okay. And so where did the name Whiz for Atoms come from? Okay, well, that was as we, uh, the band started to grow and we, we uh, got Andy Redfern, a, a really good bass player from locally. So we started to add people. And then we needed a keyboard player, um, percussionist. And the, and the name came from, we, we basically got the deal with Graduate Records, which is UB40's label. We got the deal and we didn't really have a name. So we all sat around with a load of names and uh, Wiz for Atoms uh, is um, a book. Um, and uh, what, I think it was Russell, the percussionist and keyboard player, he, he'd written that one down. And so we, uh, we said, OK. I don't think it was, uh, it was like, a, I think some of us voted yes and some no. And I think that got the most votes. So it comes from a book. OK. And you mentioned uh, signing to Graduate Records, which obviously yeah. kicked UB40 off. What was the feeling when you signed for them? Unbelievable. Um, we we um, stumped up the money for our own demo uh, with a, a, a producer in Birmingham called Bob Lamb, who mm. was he'd done um, uh, with the sorry with he'd done UB40's album, 
He'd played drums in the Steve Gibbons band. He'd recorded Duran Duran, the early demos and everything. He was, he was a really sort of like a prominent music figure in yeah. Birmingham. And we, we sort of like got the money together. I think we borrowed it from uh, James, the drummer's dad. <laughs> and we said, look, we've got to try this. So we did. Um, and Bob must have liked what he heard because he suggested... Um, graduate records come and listen to us play live and so they did at the same time emi were down there's a guy who'd who'd heard the demo who liked us and emi came and um we we had these uh really we had two offers on the table we um and we love we love ub40 stuff even though we're nothing like it we look and we like the, the graduate ethos uh emi offered us some like demo time to say look let's hear what you can do get back to the studio and graduate said look we'll offer you a deal and so we thought well you know graduate are flying high you be 40 and all that yeah we'll take it and so we we took the deal with graduate okay uh, so of course emi is a almost more householdly known name yeah was there a, absolutely ever any yeah. temptation to go for that over graduate oh um i'd have yeah i mean um, we did like graduates' ethos. You know the way, the way they they went about things. We really liked um, a guy. He's no longer with us, but a, a brilliant guy ran it called David Ver, who was just his love of it. He came out personally instead of sending any AI guys. Him and Bob Lamb came out personally to to the to the gig, and that really connected. You know, when they, this guy was doing well. You know graduate was doing really well at the time but he came out and his enthusiasm and his love of music and, and i'll be honest as well emi there's a lot of bands emi are going to go through a lot of bands and um they were offering us demo time but there was no real there was no real other commitment like that whereas david burr at graduate really had the passion for the music he loved it yeah okay and um, so you signed to them about was 84 um, a, a little earlier than that, it was 83 we actually uh, signed to Graduate um, and then obviously getting the record and that came into 84 okay. then, yeah. And so between then, um, you spent a lot of time touring. Uh, you yeah, yeah, played sure. places like Moles Club in Bath, uh, yeah. Rock City in Nottingham, which yeah. is just down the road from both me and Dan. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You then went on a break for 35 years, which, <laughs> with my rather if, iffy maths, that means you broke up about 86. Absolutely right. You're right there, Harry. Yeah, we so, um, broke up's a good way to... I mean, what happened was we sort of waved the white flag. We The single did okay, that sinking feeling. You know, it, it's something got into the just about edged into the uk charts it did well in france for some reason it got played <laughs> i don't know uh, it, we we got onto the tv we did some tv um with it and everything um but it never really broke into the into the top 50 in the uk um we got onto the college radio circuit and stuff in america john peel um, stuck us on this album, which was like a sampler. We, we were on because we were really pop. There's no yeah. two ways. But John Peel stuck it on this best of British sampler, which got over to the states. And we really thought, yeah, this is going to do something. But it didn't. It didn't. And and you know, we'd we'd been doing it 
although we'd only been signed to graduate maybe three years. You know, it, it just didn't like, look like it was going to go any further. And you get that disillusionment, you know. Yeah. And um, we just didn't feel it was it was going to go and we'd done enough. And and life gets in the way, you know. You need a job and all these things. There's no real money until you're absolutely banging it away in music. So uh, everybody just said, look, OK, we'll wave the white flag. So we did. <laughs> OK. And so, of course, 35 years is quite a big yeah. gap it's massive yeah what sort of happened in that time what did you and the rest of the band get up to well um the band split off and went to uh, other sides of the world to do different things um andy the bass player ended up living in fiji teaching diving and living the dream um i ended up owning and running a music shop. So I did that, which was great for 30 odd years. I did that. Um, James um, ran a printing works. Jane, um, she she worked in a bank. She was the saxophonist. Um, um, Russell, he, as a keyboard player and percussionist, he, he went off and was quite successful in the media and things like that. So we all just scarped off and and lived lived lives really, okay. and I mean, we I think we all kept doing music, but just more for fun and everything like that. Yeah, and so what sort of pushed you to get back together and make new music? Um, the lockdown, that okay. was it. Um, so it's about a year ago. Uh, Andy, the bass player. I mean, we'd always kept in touch and we'd always been friends. And how are you doing and things like that? Because we didn't fall out. We just um, became realistic about our chances of, of continuing in the music business compared to what else we could do. So Andy contacted us uh, via email, all of us, about eight of us, the brass section, that's Tim Lancaster, Rob Lancaster. Um, all of us got contacted by Andy and he said, look, what else can we do? Do you fancy recording something, you know, using whatever we can? We've got the internet now. If we... Um, get this song, we'll all just put our pieces together, send them over um, to one person, Tim it was, the uh, the brass player, and, and he assembled it. He put it all together and mixed it. So basically it's recorded all over the world. After 35 years out, how did you get sort of back talking to the record label and how did that sort of come about? Okay, well, that's Andy's thing, really. Um, Andy, the bass player, he... When he heard it, um, we, we sort of started playing it you know, on, on our Facebook page and people really liked it and things like that. And they were saying, oh, what a, what a lovely track. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I think people were looking for, because, it, you know, the, uh, the video looks a bit like we're connected, <clears throat> you know, via just via cameras. So it's got that zoomy look about it, you know. Yeah. And I think it connected with the friends and stuff we played it to. Um, Andy saw that. And we have got, a, a sort of connection to Cherry Red from a long time ago. Cherry Red had come to to, to watch us play. Um, David Ver after he signed us, I think he was uh, for, for graduate. I think he had connections to Cherry Red, and he said, "Come and watch this band." And they sort of remembered us, believe it or not, from okay. the eighties, and said, "Fantastic, you know." And and so you know, yeah, why not? Let's do it. We like the track. Okay. And so did that come before or after recording the single? after we'd, we'd okay. done it all just ourselves and everything and then cherry cherry red i think they could see that um it, it got quite a few hits on youtube and things like that so it was it was you know gaining its own momentum and and i think 
they just liked the idea of this track, you know, and the story's quite good as well. You know, these old timers getting back together <laughs> and, and making a track and, and just for the love of it, which is what we did, really. OK. And so before they sort of got in contact with you, was there ever any plan to sort of release it by yourselves or what was sort of thought process there? Um, I, I don't really think more than um, just to see if people would like it. And as people did, um, to have Cherry Red pick up on it was great. I think we'd done those, you know, the routes where you go through Spotify and, mm. and all of those things so that people had a chance to on whatever platform. But um, to actually go beyond that, to have a, a, a label release was a was a different thing that was really andy's idea just when he saw that people were liking it just because obviously having a label connected to it makes a difference you know you have that um they know how to do all of this um the the multimedia approach now yeah to things yeah and so how was the feeling with that label compared with the one back in 83 was there, there the same was, sort of feeling sorry? or was it the same sort of yeah. feeling or Yes, I think there is because of their connection to graduate and because Cherry Red are that sort of label, you know, they um, they champion all sorts of music. They're really diverse in what they do. Um, I think, yeah, there was a link to graduate. So it had it had that sort of emotional contact for us as well, Harry. Yeah. Um, would you say you were more excited about one over the other or like one meant more than the other or? No, they, they mean a different thing. I think now um, it's got a heck of a lot of nostalgia yeah. attached to it for us emotionally. Um, and I've got to say, you know, when they did pick up on it and and do it, yeah, it, 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 it was a lovely feeling. It was so like a quite an emotional feeling. When you got signed in the 80s, that was this, like, wow, fireworks going on and, and yeah. you know, this amazing amazing almost i don't know um feeling of of this is something i want to do with my life you know this is this is my life um and signing to cherry red at this point in our lives 35 years later gives you that um feeling of well there you go you know we can still do it you know people still like our music it's a good feeling harry yeah what, what was the sort of reaction from friends and family when you said you've been signed again what what were they all thinking when you oh, said that oh yeah i think i think you know it's it's a um a, a heartwarming story you know of, of these people after 35 years waking <laughs> up doing a song and still getting connected um so yeah they were they were really pleased for us you know and you get that you know, one of the beauties of the way we connect with media now is, you know, you do get that ability to connect with a lot of people. And in COVID, it's it's during the lockdown, what other way? Like people like you connecting to people. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, like the radio stations, there's, there's a lot of this going on, you know, with yeah. people like you. And people are using people like you. You're their connection, aren't they? You know, it's a great yeah. thing. And so what do you sort of see as the standout difference from when you were banned back in the 80s, 70s and 80s to what it's like now? Um, I think there's a lot more um, do-it-yourself. There's a lot more people can get involved. Um, like us, for instance, you know, this would have involved us um, all trying to get together in a recording studio and doing all of that. 
you can literally connect to all over the world. And, and there's so many bands doing it. There's so many bands do it nowadays. And, you know, there's um, uh, so during the, the 80s, you, you, you just got your money together as best you could, begged, stole and borrowed it and got yourself into a studio. This this do it yourself approach was was really was really sort of refreshing. And you can see how it can connect people all over the place. What is your favourite biscuit? Okay, now there's there's a really good thing because I'm going to be slightly controversial and say that it's so shortbread. Okay. Now is that a biscuit? <laughs> now if we can take that as a biscuit, I love shortbread. It's the less controversial of controversial ones. You usually get Jaffa oh, okay, cakes not the Jaffa cake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the Jaffa cakes are but you know shortbread it's you know it is a biscuit but it's a bit more than a biscuit in my opinion but i love shortbread i completely get you with where you're coming from that i love a bit of shortbread it's great yeah. stuff well it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you ian i can't remember what i wanted to talk to you about so i'm going to talk to you about <laughs> something different that's, that's, that's always useful Harry. it's always useful um the cinema what that thing that we that i haven't been in for yeah, a year now. <laughs> yeah, the, the before time. What was your sort of go-to cinema food? Uh, probably toffee popcorn. Do you go for a Tango Ice Blast? I, when I can afford it, and I feel like I've deserved it, sometimes <laughs> I do. <laughs> now, have you been missing a Tango Ice Blast? Surprisingly, not. No, it's not something that, that comes up in hmm. my diet regularly. <laughs> well, for the sake of the segment, you have been missing a Tango Ice Blast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it may be easier to find than you think because the big brains over at Tango HQ. Um, Have they made like sachets and stuff that you're mixing cold water or something? No, they've made a map. <laughs> they made a map of every single place in the UK where you can buy a Tango Ice Blast. I'm going to find this right now. <laughs> you said I've not been missing one, but you told me. I'm curious <laughs> if there's one near me now. Dan, Dan's going to go check every single location. Dan's not got a few, any lectures for a few weeks. He'll be going round the country. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm, go, I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a Tango Ice Blast crawl of London. <laughs> Scratch London, you'll be doing the whole country. You'll see him yeah. on the side of a motorway with a giant map and a Tango Ice Blast. He'll stick his thumb uh, out. Tango. Next one, please. Just on a sugar Next crash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it lists every single UK location, uh, which you can even cross-check against a list of venues it also gives you. Um, <laughs> apparently, you can also get it delivered on Delivery with Just Eat and Uber Eats as well. Yeah, 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 I've got one. I've had one delivered before. I've just never known there was a map. That's Dan's focusing voice. So you can tell he's staring at his screen. Frantically trying to figure out trying to figure out where the link is for this map. <laughs> but Dan's not used to using maps. He <laughs> tends to use his phone. I only, I only use Google ones, and they just tell me to go in a straight line. Yeah, and half the time it's still wrong with that. Um, yeah. But interestingly, if you have been missing it, Dan, um, Co-op do uh, 
uh, sour cherry and raspberry ice lolly. Um, get packed for a pound, I believe. Pack of ten. Um, you get a Coca Cola ice blast. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Dan's getting distracted there, and he's not even presenting. <laughs> and you know, send us free stuff as well. We we would like free stuff. Just email us and send us free stuff. We we like yeah. free stuff. We. <laughs> We don't know what... I got a free thing off you this week, didn't I, Harry? I keep my promises. <laughs> I made a promise in the show that I would send... Well, I made. I said I'd buy you a life-size Chewbacca costume, but they were about £600. So I went a bit cheaper and I bought you a life-size Chewbacca cutout. That's currently sat on my toilet. Yep. <laughs> it's taken Because I can't fit it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. I say you just... You put some LEDs in the eyes and just leave it in your corridor at night. <laughs> I'm just going to move... I'm going to freak my flatmate out, make it look like a f***ing weeping angel, flick the lights on and off and move it closer. <laughs> well, don't you have your girlfriend coming around next week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she knows it's here. But she doesn't know my where. Fla my, flatmates live my flatmate lives here and she doesn't know it's here. Yeah, but does she know where it is? She doesn't know it's here, so I'm presuming no. No, I meant your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't mean you can't move it. <laughs> just get up, get up in the middle of the night and move it into the room. Yeah, move it right <laughs> to the end of the bed. <laughs> you don't know where my bed is in my room. You can't. It's like jammed into a corner. You can't get either side of it. It's cardboard, Dan. How hard can it be to shove it down the end of a bed? I'll send you a photo at the end of my bed, you'll see. Just fold it, fold up the legs a bit. Fold up the, <laughs> that it. takes away the intimidation factor of it being six foot. Well, stand it on some boxes. Hang it from the top. I don't know, just <laughs> make some funny thing we can claim 250 quid on you've been framed for. Up next, uh, this is a new single by Alexi Jer. Uh, I'm probably saying the name wrong, so I do apologise. Um, it's an artist from the Canary Islands. Uh, it's taken another one off our virtue. Shall we get a map where we scratch off where we've had people submit music from? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm half tempted to get well, a map. Would, 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 yeah, but would like America be be already gone because or whatever? Or, or would, would we have to do like states, or would we have to do no like, west coast, east coast, cent like central? We can scratch off America. We've had Canada as well, Turkey, yeah. Canary Islands, uh, Spain, uh, Ireland. We nearly had Brazil, didn't we? No, we did have Brazil. We've had some from oh, Brazil. Did we have Brazil? Yeah, we've had yeah. some from Brazil, uh, Australia, uh, Mauritius. I'm counting Mauritius. Um, trying to think where else? Estonia. Should we just introduce the song, Harry? Busy week for me. Um, a busy week for goats as well. <laughs> that, that was a twist. Yeah. Can you remember, Dan, back to the very first show, um, a load of goats were found on someone's roof. Yeah, I thought it was sheep. Could have been sheep, but goats make this article sound better. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I do. Well, in back to Wales, uh, in the town of Landudno, uh, which I've been to, very nice place. Um, a bit bit wet when I went. It was very warm, <laughs> a bit but wet. a bit wet. 
Um, there were around. How was that cake carry wet? <laughs> there were around fifteen goats um, outside the Primark in Landudno. <laughs> Did they want their fur? Their fur? Their coats? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what was made of goat. You, you tried a joke there, then. Um, yeah. But of course, the closure of non-essential shops means uh, they'll still be waiting for a few weeks. Um, yeah. But. According to uh, locals, uh, the Welsh people, uh, hello, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> the goat whispers. <laughs> the goat whispers. Um, goats are now regular visitors around the area because uh, all the streets are pretty um, stranded, abandoned, uh, deserted, uh, any of the above. Choose your language however you want. And that's it for another week, folks. So, thank you once again for listening. If you want to listen to the live show, it is once again 7 until 10pm UK time on 382 Radio. You can listen www.382radio.online. You can also follow us on social media. We are at Coffee Shop Rec on Twitter. That's R-E-C. We are at Coffee Shop Records underscore on Instagram or Coffee Shop Records on Facebook. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Harry underscore con one. Dan's on Instagram at d.a.n underscore dot m. He's on Twitter at Dan underscore in underscore Tims. And he's on Facebook, Daniel Mann. Follow the rest of our projects on Instagram on at Bonsai78media. And to submit your music to play on our show, you can email us on contact at Bonsai78media. .co.uk or find out more at www.bonsai78media.co.uk Thank you very much once again for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye.